How are you guys doing? Oh. Welcome over here to the channel. I'm going to tell you guys right now, we got Tardio back. Hi. He is back. He's been handling a lot of uh, family issues and now are nice, smooth out, and he's now... Oh, living living conditions are now just down the road for me. So you guys get a little bit better. Him. It's getting better. We'll see him a whole bunch more, which is good. We just launched a new podcast. You guys need to go check it out. It's it's underneath the Speak the Truth thing. It's just called the Rundown. Uh, go check it out. It's going to be three days a week all this month. Yeah, and then starting in June, it's going to be five days a week. Okay, because he's trying to fix his schedule. He can come on these more and more and more. Same thing with these videos. You'll see him three days a week, and then you'll see him five days a week, six days a week, whatever it is, uh, coming in June. So go check it out. It'll be linked to the very top of the description. You guys can find it on Spotify, Apple. Uh, wherever you get your, you guys get your podcast. It's like you can just type in "Speak the Truth," go follow it. The first episode just went up today. It's exclusive content over there. Go listen to it. It is everything you want to listen to when it comes to world issues, everything that's going on, and it is the truthful stuff—stuff stuff you probably didn't even know that was going on—and not one-sided. Not one-sided at all. So the God honest truth, the kind of stuff you guys want to listen to, please go listen to it. It is, it's good. I think it is really good every single day, uh, starting in June and three days a week this month. So right out the gate, we're going to talk about Ukraine. He knows a lot about Ukraine. I know, unfortunately way too much. I literally sleep, breathe and uh, defecate Ukraine stuff. That's literally all I do. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, there's an order going around. There's apparently talking about the fact that a Polish general staff that's showing multiple Polish airborne units that have been put on high combat readiness near the Polish-Ukraine border. By the way, this is fake. Just want to throw this one out there. Uh, the order says, okay, it says right now that you could push into Lviv and secure these targets. So I want to tell you guys, if you've seen any of these, uh, it's being circulated all over it. And I had a little bit of skepticism, skepticism on it. Uh, the general who addressed inside of this order is actually retired. So the guy that, that gave the order inside this little published order, which they, they could see, it's it's yeah, it's he's retired by the way, and a lot of people. Don't How know long this. has he been retired? Like <laughs> I, a week. I, 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 <laughs> like I don't even we look do at not it. approve of that yeah. order. <laughs> retired. <laughs> but but the date looks photoshopped as well. Just what everybody knows. The date is also photoshopped. If you guys see this thing going around, do, don't it's fake. Okay, just want you guys to know that I believed it to be fake. Okay, you know what? You know what? It actually probably could be as well. Is it probably could be like a military exercise? I thought like it was good, type yeah, or it was whatever, a training and they, yes. right because militaries do that kind of crap all the time all the time but it it's not real okay so this, the city of Lviv was also struck by two russian cruise missiles when and they targeted uh electrical stations by the way and this is not something that's that's we, we've seen the russians do multiple times they this is what they do you know they just go after electrical grids food supplies ammo uh fuel infrastructure that's pretty much infrastructure it. is um, huge yeah, if you want to cripple it. military economy whatever the case may be go after a the infrastructure country. a, a country. country go after the infrastructure uh the strikes also knocked out a power and majority of the city by the way uh this is once again they're just going after the infrastructure half the power inside the city of lviv is currently out and gone ukrainian border guards by the way have been building concrete barricades on the bridges uh, that crossed the border crossing uh, between Transnistria, which is not a real country, by the way, and um, Ukraine. Just want everybody to know who's listening. Transnistria, not a real country. It's only seen by Russia to be a real country. It's not. It's like Crimea. It, it literally is. It's not. It's part, Anyway, uh, this is not. I just want to throw it out there. Uh, this is one, this was taken a few days ago. It's not the one that was taken out, excuse, excuse me, a few days ago by Russian missiles. The Russian missiles have been hitting the, the bridges leading into Ukraine. Uh, this is one that's actually a little bit further south and effectively blocks any ground assault that could be heading into Odessa. Okay, mm -hmm. now I do not believe that the Transnistrian forces have the ability to even get an inch Nobody's going to play with Odessa, man. It's not going to happen. They, they might want Odessa. No. Like, Russia wants Odessa for obvious reasons, but they ain't getting Odessa. Russia tried to get Odessa. They've had three of their ships sunk Correct. by a country that does not have Correct. 
a, a, a navy. Correct. Can we just many, let that one sink in? How many and amphibious they assaults? To, dude, they were like, supposed to have the second most powerful navy in the world. They are assaulting a defended position. Like I'll say it before, and I'll say it again. You're gonna get your ass handed. You're gonna get your booty handed to you every time you would try to assault dug in positions. I don't care who you are. I don't care what air power you have, what navy you have. You're gonna get it handed when you start def- like going just, into those positions. It's just so goofy when I when I say that out loud. I I, I think about that. It's like I could imagine America losing a ship to anybody, but let alone a country that doesn't even have a navy. All right, anyway, Israel is now actually supposed to be giving and discussing uh, supplying Ukraine with military mm-hmm. aid. Now, I, did, I did see this thing coming when they were starting to say that Hitler had Jewish bloodlines and now they're trying to put Putin and all this. It's just so goofy. They said they're going to not give them advanced weapons, by the way, or air defense systems. Mm-hmm. They're off the table. It's just they're going to give them defensive systems, uh, personal combat gear, and warning systems, mm-hmm. which we know that they probably have really good warning systems. Yeah. So, I mean, no, Israel 100% has yeah, like been the done. forerunner in all this crap because of everything that they're doing when it comes to Palestine. 100%. Like air coverage and everything else. Like yeah, They have one that's a laser now. Yeah. It costs a dollar, was it two fifty, a dollar fifty? Do you know this? It's like a dollar fifty mm-hmm. a shot. It's a laser, hits something anyway. Yeah. Uh, another old depot has been caught fire. Here we go again. Once again, uh, Russian held territory. I just goes, no, this is just outside of Donetsk in the town of I'm not gonna be able to pronounce it. And he I actually asked him and I wasn't incorrect. Makvika. Makvika. Anyway, doesn't really matter. It was hit by a Ukrainian. <laughs> I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I try, but it's just outside Severin which is a, a one of the Russian held areas of Ukraine, essentially. Um, that's been held since what, 2014? Well, it's just north of uh, it's just north of Luhansk. Okay, so but, it, it's yeah. been held. I think it's and, and so like right now they've got like this little uh, circle cup. bubble bubble bubble. Cup. Bubble. bubble bubble's a better way to put it. Uh, it was actually hit by Ukrainian artillery. It detonated two. By the way, two, I held up three fingers, but I meant to say two oil containers that had 5,000 tons in them each. There's 11 more containers that are inside this area. I actually have a video I'm going to share with you guys right now. So if you guys are listening on podcast, it's basically just everything's on fire, essentially. Uh, the fire's actually been weird. geolocated, if you don't know this. They've been geolocated. And I have some images I want to share with you guys, a satellite imagery of the actual tanks. And then you guys can actually... See the area they're coming from, but these tanks are all in line, of course. But Russia's been having a significant problem with logistics right. on getting fuel. So this is a fairly large blow to the eastern side of the country to get fuel in. So mm-hmm. Ukraine is doing the same thing that Russia is doing to them. Correct. It's just, it's a it's logistical war, which is kind of ironic in the sense that Russia wants to take over Ukraine, but they're going to destroy Ukraine to take it over and then be forced to rebuild it if they're able to take it over right yeah it's well look I at Mariupol. the logistical issue is the same thing we've been talking about like since the early days of this conflict yep. right like russia's outrunning their supply lines ukraine knows that they let them get in a little bit deep cut their stuff off and push them back it's, it's pretty exactly pretty what's pretty basic warfare so what happened inside of the north right and then they're all their men were cut off on the northeast side of kiev and they right. could not find a way to get supplies right. into them and again it's just common sense stuff that we've been able to call over time like it's yeah. pretty I doubt, if you didn't know this, uh, the armed forces of Belarus have now declared a snap combat readiness check. And they, this is I'm not, I don't want to laugh about this. Uh, but all military reaction forces across the country beginning today. The Belarusian Defense Ministry has actually said this, that these drills do not pose a threat to neighboring countries or the European community. Yeah, neither did Russia. <laughs> it was building up on the border for obvious reasons, man, right? Oh, like, their so exercises. Goofy. Anyway, I, I've been Inside waiting for this of the sovereign nation. Mind your business. <laughs> 
I've been waiting for Belarus to actually drive a spearheading element down to the Ukrainian Polish border to cut off supplies. I've been waiting for this to happen. But I want to tell you right now, the Belarusian military is 100% correct when they say they do not pose a threat to the surrounding countries because they know they would get mopped up if they tried to push in and try to cut off these supplies. Like the Ukrainian military would mop the floor with the Belarusian military. Yeah. One, and the fact is, I don't even know if the Belarusian military would actually follow all the orders from their superior officers. I have, I, I'm not even fully sure that would be a thing. I'm sure they would try. But I'm, I'm, I'm but, sure they would try. But like once they step off, it's the same issue Russia had. Once they step off maintaining communication for everything that's going on and then picking up with that fog of war, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. The Ukrainian state border services have actually said that they are ready if Belarus decides to join the war. Belarus has actually begun its large-scale drills today, and then they're supposed to uh, put these drills out for the next couple weeks or whatever, and whatever it's supposed to be. But anyway, residents have actually spotted the columns of military vehicles moving in the direction of Lithuania and Ukraine. So once again, it's the same thing that we saw Russia do back in November, December, January, leading up into the invasion inside of February. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Russia State TV is also back to doing the thing they know best, uh, which is just pushing a bunch of propaganda stuff. Anytime, every, every time they're on. Literally, yep. it's the most goofy stuff anyway. I, I wish you would have been here for the last two weeks and actually seen the Russian State TV stuff that I keep finding. The it's It's gone from Ukraine is full of Nazis to Ukraine is praising gay people. Do you, it's like, why in the world is no, it this I, way? I, I, I bring that up all the time, man. I'm like, if you want to see like a real country that's like about oppression, look at Russia it's towards crazy. the gay population, the yeah. homosexual population. Like they don't like them. I've said it before and I've been criticized for it. I'm like, if you're gay in Russia and you're walking down the street openly as a gay human being, you're liable to get the crap kicked out of you. Yeah. I can see that. And so like they use that and they play on their population because Russia is also fighting this whole prop, you know, uh, what, do, what do you want to call it? Uh, propaganda war within their own country because it's very unfavorable for their people. And so they're trying to find any little avenue they can to start gaining some sort of favor from their people. Well, this time this guy wants to come on this host. He comes on, he he runs over to Mariupol. He picks up an in-law. All right. He wants to, he wants to just show the superiority that Russia has. But I want to tell you guys right now, imagine that showing up with an in-law, which is pretty advanced, trying to say that this thing is inferior to an RPG and actually believing it. Like an in-law. I think an in-law costs $40,000 a shot. I think it's what it is. One's a direct fire weapon. And one is actually forget, fire and forget. Right. And I don't know if you guys realize this, an RPG, I've had a few shot at me and so has he. They don't fly straight. Like do circles sometimes. If a fin comes off, they'll shoot this way. They also like self-destruct at a they, certain rate or like they're just, they, they're, issues. They're not reliable. Okay. An in-law locks on the target. You fire the son of a gun and you throw it down and just run away. And it also has the ability for like top attack mode and a couple other things. Bunker right? busters like, and everything. Right. Like it has so this guy wants to it's just kind of ironic. The video I'm about to show you guys, uh, he goes on there and show how powerful it is, how superior Russia it is. This tube that he's showing is legitimately worthless because it's actually been expended, which means that this thing was actually shot at Russian armor at some point. So, or the Russians realized their RPGs were garbage and, and captured MLA and <laughs> shot the MLA. That's that's it. That's a better way. But so here, here's that. Here's Russian safe TV claiming that whatever. Вот эта игрушечка. Вот она. Хорошо видно. Это британская Enlau. Вот тубус от британской Enlau. Если у кого-то есть сомнения, то вот написано. Вот здесь был прицел, вот, рукоятка держаться, 
Вот здесь был прицел, прицел, ребята приходовали. Тынц-тынц, смотришь и работаешь. And we have another Russian state piece, which I actually love, and you, I know you guys enjoy this, but um, right now, they're claiming that any opponent to the letter Z must understand that they will not be spared. By the way, letter Z, I've talked about this multiple times, mm -hmm. Z is basically the new swastika. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's, anyway, they're calling for concentration camps, re-education camps, and sterilization. So enjoy that video. Вот этой буквы Z должны понимать, что если они рассчитывают, что их пощадят, нет, их не пощадят. Нет, это все по-серьезному уже. Это в случае чего концлагеря перевоспитания, это, так сказать, стерилизация, это, это, все, это все очень серьезно. I gave you a phone call about that a while ago. Yes, and now we're talking about sterilization. This yeah. is the same thing that China was doing with the re-education camps of the Uyghur people. Right. This is when I... I Uyghur, I, right? Is it Uyghurs? Anyway, sterilization... Right. I want to say it was like over a month ago when I gave you a phone call and it was like, hey, I'm getting reports of this. Have you heard about it? And you're like, interesting. No. I haven't, actually. Yeah. And, now and that Russia's was taking place outside of Maripool, and now it's actually come to light. Yeah. Russia has now banned the Japanese prime minister and foreign minister from entering the country. This would actually really help with their tensions over the Kuril Islands that's been going on for the last 80 to 90 years. So solid move, Russia. That should pan out really well. And I've seen a few people sharing a video, by the way, which is coming out of the Finland. It's supposed to be Finnish military moving equipment towards the Russian border over a paying decision to join NATO. By the, by the way, this is not the factual thing on that. So let's go ahead and play the video of the, the equipment. I'll tell you guys what happened. The real truth is that Finland is not moving this equipment towards the Russian border due to joining NATO. It's actually moving these tanks and heavy equipment for an exercise. It's actually called Aero 22 that was scheduled for over a year ago. Just to clear the air for anyone that was wondering why Finnish military might be moving their equipment. Well, these, these countries that work with NATO, they like to, to do operations together, training ops, so they can keep up to date. And I work working with other groups. Because you got to think about it. When you're working in another country that doesn't speak your language... You, you probably want to keep up to date. Got to make sure you mesh. You mesh a little bit. So that's that's pretty much what's going on. So Ukraine has now received 80 of the 90 howitzers that were pledged to, to them by the United States. They have received 90,000 of the 144,000 howitzer rounds that was given to them inside the, I can't remember how much, how many billions it was, 30, right. 33 billion. Right. That's a big deal. 3.3 billion. That's Gosh a, dang. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't remember the exact amount. That's, I think it was 33 billion. Anyway, that's a big deal. So they got them. Okay, so we're going to be uh, talking about Kharkiv for a little bit. As you guys do know, there's been some stuff that's going on. I want to let you know. Look at my pretty little map. It's beautiful. You like that map? So anybody who is new, I draw these up every single day. Red, Russia, blue, Ukraine. You got your mind areas, which you see right here. Uh, logistical routes, Kupiansk, which is kind of funny. You know that I called Kupiansk as being the logistical hub before any, like two weeks before anybody did, just because of the amount of routes that came in. Common it. sense. And Kupiansk is the hub. Now, with Kupiansk being the hub, I'm going to tell you guys right now, howitzers are about to do their job in a, in a massive way. So, American howitzers have actually seen to found their targets for the first time just outside of Kharkiv. I have an aerial image I want to show you guys. Uh, this is coming from the, the town of Vaseli. Which is a, it's a fairly large supply convoy that is trying to utilize the woods as concealment. So I want to tell you guys right now, woods as concealment is it's good, but it's not going to stop a howitzer from well doing it's, you. Yeah, doing it's, howitzer it's, things. It's not yeah no. So as a matter of fact, even if it bursts above, it's, it's better that way. Still going to do it. It's going to do a lot of damage when it bursts above. 
So that was one of the that was one of the uh, supply routes that was coming in, and the video you're about to see is actually of the same convoy that was trying to hide from the American-made artillery being used by the Ukrainians. So enjoy that. So Ukrainian forces have taken the town of Moldova, which is just right here. And it has been said, I have not confirmed it, by the way, that they have also taken the town of Stary Sativ. I'm not 100% confident in that. Uh, so I'm just going to leave it as it is. As you guys can see on the map, they have an assaulting element. They have multiple assaulting elements actually pushing north, northwest right now. The main route that they need to get through is to take the, the bridge that goes across Stary Sativ on that. Uh, I can't see really what it's a severe Nadesh river. So they need to take that main bridge. I would assume the Russians may actually blow the bridge if they lose this city. I, I want to say they would, but the problem with that being if they, they think they're going to come back and take Kharkiv, then they got to find a new route in through this area. So maybe they don't. I don't. What do you think? Do you think they actually blow that bridge? There's no way. You don't think There's so? no way if they, they want to assault back. That's what I'm saying. Like, Do you think There's they're no actually going to want to come back through Kharkiv at some point if they lose this Absolutely. area? Absolutely. Like, it's it's uh, freaking it's key terrain. They need yeah, it. it's just, I just think about it because the thing is if you look at the mapping – the reason why they would want to pull, push through Stari Sativ, that would actually put, if, they, if they're if they actually being able to take that, that would put American, like the howitzers, in range of actually targeting the main supply routes mm -hmm. coming down in. Yep. So that's why that area is such, it's so crucial for the Russians to actually hold. And I have a video of the 92nd Mechanized Brigade actually liberating the village. So here is that for you guys. Нашу землю. Слава Украина! Героям слава! слава. Рады? Конечно! Да. Мы не найдем, потому что... Все, вскрываем. Давай топор. топор Все, давай. теперь Сейчас, мы вернулись. Я? Да вы что? Я сегодня. Нет, я не какая уволенная. Вот Кабрик вас назначает на должность. Мы объединили округа, поэтому... Мы сейчас их объединим, и вы будете рулить Шестаковым. Да, ну... But we are going to wait over the next 24 hours to get confirmation on that. And that is the case. I mean, this is another indication that the Russian forces inside inside of the area of Kharkiv, they had seven BTGs worth of men. And a lot of people don't realize, I don't believe that their seven BTGs worth of men is actually 700 to 1,000 like they claim. I think it's more like 350 to 500 max in a BTG. And it could have been, that's what they started with. That's what they started. And I, yeah. I really don't believe that they have, it's 7,000 men inside of this area. I think they're so... Hurting for men, I think it could be three thousand. Like between, I really do think so. Like if you're looking, that's that, a reasonable number. That seems a little bit, and, and they're getting pushed back, like pretty heavily. And you put these howitzers and all these these bigger artillery. It's a game inside, changer. It's, it's a massive game changer. We're talking on nine day. What do they get? Ninety thousand rounds. Ninety thousand rounds. It's a lot, man. Okay, so the amount. So realize this, by the way. We gave them ninety howitzers, mm -hmm. one hundred forty-four thousand rounds. Is more rounds than the barrels can take of those 90 howitzers. Right. I did the math on this. I think it was about a week ago. And it was like 30,000 extra rounds. Well, you now, better bet that the, they'll shoot those barrels out that more, bro. You better out. believe it. But I was also thinking the amount of charge that's on each round could also dictate the amount of rounds they could push through Correct. those barrels. Correct. But either way, they still have more rounds than the barrels can, can take. take. So that's meaning they literally can shoot those things nonstop until the barrels are Do we useless. sell them a maintenance package? 
I don't know if we sold them a maintenance package. These guys barely even knew how to use the damn howitzers when they got them. I'm dead serious, though. They, they didn't. They dead didn't know serious, how to use they're, them. They're, We've been training them in Germany. Yeah. You know that? We've been f- literally training all these men in Germany. Mm-hmm. But now they're bringing them over. So down here inside the Izium area, so you guys are aware, before we move on down to Mariupol, there is a very large, like look how large this assaulting element is that's coming down. Yep. There's a very large, a full... <laughs> Russian assaulting element that is now pushing down towards Slovenask. I'm going to tell you guys right now, Lyman is currently heavily contested as of right now. We know the northern bridge into Lyman was blown, but I have seen indications that they've already set up uh, pontoons, Russian pontoons, to get their men and supplies across. So, yep, yep. Uh, But other than that, on the eastern side of the country, there hasn't been a lot of ground lost. I would, I would mainly look forward towards that northern portion of Slovenask because I could see these two Russian elements closing off and trying to encircle the Ukrainians that are left inside of uh, Lyman. But if they, if, if the Ukrainians, I will tell you this, they are smart enough and have actually proven themselves in battle that if they are about to be surrounded, they are going to adjust fire and pull back into, well, the next largest city just south of them, which they're probably going to do. Well, we're going to slide down to Mariupol. So we're coming out of the northern side of the country. We're going down to Mariupol, which is just down here. It's a very small sliver that is still being held. The Russian troops have actually reportedly managed to break into the main complex of the Azostal plant. Heavy fighting is currently going on, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, there's no connection between the Ukrainian fighters in and out. And I have been told that they, they actually did repel the initial attack that came in today. But if you guys were wondering what it looks like on the ground from inside the plant, I have a video I'd like to share with you guys right now. Слушай, ты видел яму там, которая не взорвалась? А? Видел там вот тупо траншея, которая не взорвалась? Да, 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 да. Прикольно. All right, so that's pretty much the deal that is going on. There hasn't been a lot of movement. I hope you guys do realize inside of war, there, there are times when there's a lull in fire, I guess you would say. And uh, I feel like we're not entirely in one, but I feel like there's just not a lot of background being taken by either side. And, and, and with that being said, the longer these Ukrainians can hold out, the less supplies the Russians are going to have. And the weaker they're going to get. The I think that's their game the entire time yeah. is that long game. The long game. The, 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 the game of attrition. And here's the other thing, too. Like, what's the international community? you got to ask yourself, why wouldn't the international community go and help out? Because every day Russia stays in that country, the weaker Russia gets. The weaker they get. I saw, I saw a figure. I think they've spent $7 billion so far just on missiles that sure. have been shot. I think it was $7 billion. Ah, anyway, hope you guys enjoy this video over here or podcast, whichever you listen to. I do love you guys. We are out. Thank you so much.